Good morning. It is Monday, May 25th, 6.22 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It was a very strange week, but it was still good. I learned a lot of stuff um, early in the week. I gave a tarot reading and... I really felt like my spirit guides were speaking to me through the reading and had a message for me as well. Like sometimes when I do a reading, almost well, the time, <laughs> I would say probably 90% of the time, I just kind of, as I'm reading the cards, I just open myself up to the spirit world and just stay really tuned into any messages or pictures or words that I get and I share them with the client. Um, but one of the things that came to me that just kind of has been holding, uh, something I've been holding, holding onto for dear life was this, and it was just because your life is on hold does not mean the universe is on hold. And it was just like a really simple thing, but it's been, it's been something that I've been holding on to this week and it just, it just came to me and I definitely don't think it was from me. It was to me. You know what I mean? So I wanted to share that with you guys. So that felt really good to be assured by that. It's like the, you know, the universe, everything we've been manifesting up to this point, everything that we've been setting our heart's desires on. And some of the things we aren't able to do right now, it does not mean that that energy was wasted and that our our desire is wasted and that what we what we are going to achieve in the future is wasted, that it can still be achieved and and that the universe is much, 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 much bigger than this. And so that made me feel safe. So, yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys as an opening thingamabobber. One moment, coffee. I've been waking up super early. I've been up since like 5.30, which is early for me. Um, I went to bed at 9 last night. Um, I've been walking a lot, just trying to get my steps in. And I felt like I wasn't getting enough exercise because I was inside so much. And so I've been really making giving it the old college try, as they say, um, and I'm going to try to have a insane step goal of 20,000 steps per day. <laughs> I doubt I will make that, but you never know. Maybe I'll make it on some, on one day. Um, I am going to ride into Japantown at 11 a.m. with Irina. I'm going to ride by her house, scoop her up, and then we're going to hop on a tandem bicycle. No, just, just kidding. We won't be on a tandem bicycle. Um, but we will be on our bikes and I'm looking forward to that. I went to the flea market yesterday and it was pretty good. It was still sparse vendors, but a few more vendors. Um, I got some choice items 
and I got a big old box of 1940s mechanical pencils, so being the Virgo that I am, I couldn't wait to get home and sort them and make sure each one functioned, and then discard the ones that did not function according to their condition. Um, so yeah, I about, it seemed like about 30 of the pencils worked, which was great. So I love them. They're really neat. One of the pencils was from the John Sexton Company, which was a company that was founded by my great-great-grandfather in Chicago. So I was, I was excited to see that. Um, it was a bulk food company that started out as coffees and teas in 1876 and they then expanded to catering to hotels, restaurants, institutions. Like it was a big it's a big food company, so everything was, you know, you couldn't just get like a small jar of pickles. You had to basically get like a a huge flat of like big cans of pickles, for example. I don't think they'd put pickles in a can, but that's just an example. <laughs> a unit. Um, so they were a, a very good example of American ingenuity and entrepreneurialship. Um, but it was a good omen for me, too, because I love to work and I have my own business and I don't want to I don't want to um start selling vintage clothing and books in bulk but you know um it reminds me to be plucky which is good we all need reminders to be plucky um that word is a fun word to say by the way plucky um one of the things that I'm super stoked about and almost sad that it's over, I was surprised that I was this, this like petulant about it, but, um, Hoopla, the, the free library, the free streaming service from the library in San Francisco, they have all these free borrows in addition to that. So you get 20 borrows a week and then you get extra, you get like an extra thousand selections to choose from that are off the off the books um but one of them I don't think it's a an extra bonus borrow but it was so good it was the new book by Suzanne Collins from the Hunger Games and I'm gonna get the name wrong of the title I'm not good at remembering titles but it's like of snakes and of snakes and daggers or something like that but it was an audiobook it was about I think 11 hours long or something like that and it is about President Snow who is the bad guy in the Hunger Games for those who don't know I'm not spoiling anything um President Snow as a teenager and it's kind of I wouldn't say it's going to be a classic per se, but it but as far as archetypes are concerned, it was definitely up there with someone like Monty Burns or um Potter 
Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, you know, just like how how a cowardly opportunistic creature started out and it was it was very enjoyable. I think it it I mean it was just it was just what I needed. I needed to get lost in a good audiobook as I toiled. So I highly recommend that um and I don't know if Hoopla is for every single city, county, and state, but definitely look up to see if your library has a streaming service, um, because it's a great resource. And yeah, I highly recommend that book. It's, it's a young adult novel, but it doesn't matter. It's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable read. So yeah, there's that. On Saturday, after I completed the shipping, I completely just took a day off, a partial day off, I guess, and it felt really good. Um, And I feel like when I'm working, I just, it, it it puts everything on hold, it puts things on hold, like other circumstances in my life. And so I just kind of dealt with it on that day and that felt good. Um, Taylor is moving with Burke to New York in a couple of months and I am really sad about it. She's been a really great friend to me and I feel like a sisterly connection with her. Um, she's been a great comfort to me. She's fucking funny and I just, I just love her and I love Burke too. And I'm going to be sad to see them go. And I, I just like spent time just feeling, feeling my emotions about that because I just hadn't really stopped to contemplate that. Um, San Francisco is a funny place like that because, you know, there's always a chance that people are going to move away within 10 years at most a lot of like entire friend groups have moved I remember um, like in 2010 like three of my friends three three of my really good friends Amanda Hannah and uh, Shadi they all moved to New York and it was hard and there have been other people other just swaths of people just moving away and you know it kind of makes you feel like a vampire a little bit if you're still in the city because you know your my life pretty much is stabilized into the same thing in a small town and it's level it's lovely it's kind of an enchanted life that I've created for myself um, in a beautiful city with lots of fun things to do. And, you know, it's just kind of, those are the things that just are eternal. And then, you know, every, everyone else just changes and everything changes and people, people leave the city and I'm just like, please don't leave. Just don't leave. 
But, you know, people got to do what people got to do. And who knows, you know, I, if I were to move, I would probably move to another country, you know, probably, I haven't had a chance to do any world traveling, but I would probably just be that, because I am that type of person, I would, if I'm going to move, I'll just find a place I want to live in and I'll just move there. That's what I did in San, to San Francisco. (laughs) That's what I did to San Francisco. Um, so I would probably move somewhere like France or Japan and just tough it out, have some a difficult first year or two and then settle in and just be there for a long time. Um, we moved around a lot growing up and I just hate moving. I don't know if that has anything to do with how much we moved, but I don't know. I love the city so much and you know, I'll get, I'll get really into one street and I will stay on that street for a long time. I'll go to that street for a long time. My current favorite is 23rd street. And after this, I'm going to take a power walk all uh, as far as I can go up 23rd street and get most of my steps in hopefully for the day. Um, I've been reading on some fitness blogs that if you start out really early in the day, it's it's better because the heat's not so bad and way less people so you can just keep it going. So I like that. So yes, San Francisco is very dear to my heart. And I'm sad when people go. It, it really does, you know, at one point I just cried like a like a baby. I was just like Ugh. and <laughs> it's just I don't know if I was crying because I didn't have any control over the situation, um, which is a huge part of it. But then also another huge, equally huge part of it is um, that I'm losing, you know, I don't know when I'll see my friends again when they move. And, you know, will I ever get to travel to New York again? You know, I mean, that, that kicks in. And then I just have to remember... The universe is still going. The universe is still happening. Keep manifesting those travel plans and places you want to go, things you want to do. Keep manifesting that. So I had to had to remember that to reel myself in. So that is good. Oh my God, yes. I have this thing. I was like, I know that there's this thing I want to share with you guys. One moment. Here it is. Oh, this was a treasure I found from Andrew's Warehouse. And I am thrilled to share it with you. One moment. Okay, I'm back. Digging in Andrew's Warehouse the other day, I found a book that is such a treasure. It's called Mental Photographs. And it is from the 1870s 1874 was when it was published and the idea is it's to me it reminds me a lot of it could be compared to myspace i think it 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 feels like myspace um not quite instagram in that 
you know, you have your, you remember you had your, like, your MySpace song, and then, you know, your, all your things that you like, you list all your tastes, and (laughs) that sort of thing, that's the MySpace element to it. Oh God, I love MySpace. All right, so mental photographs, an album for confessions of tastes, habits, and convictions, edited by Robert Saxton. Carte de visite edition for 76 photographs of 23 questions each. New York, Henry Holt and Company, 1874. So the idea is this. I will read the preface so you can get get an an idea. This book is intended to serve as a record for the tastes and character characteristics of friends, in short, for their mental photographs, just as another class of albums served to keep their physical ones. This set of questions on which the system is founded has long been the favorite diversion of a small circle of friends to whom this brief preface will recall many a pleasant hour. Very naturally, a mental photograph book was ultimately formed in which both questions and answers were written, and given one, and everyone giving a mental photograph was required to give also a carte de visite for the ordinary photograph book, so that as complete a portrait as possible both of the inner and outer man was obtained. In this present volume, better in the present volume, better facilities for combining the two elements are furnished, and many new questions have, of course, been added to those previously in use. It is needless to say that the questions can be multiplied ad infinitum, and that the answers can be made in jest or earnest as best suits the mind and manner of the sitter. Examples of both modes of reply are given on a subsequent page taken from the editor's book of mental photographs. Another amusing way of using the questions is to write down the photograph of an absent friend, or rather, what we suppose it to be, and then obtain the real answers and compare them with those previously given. I remember two instances of this... (coughs) Sorry. I remember two instances of this kind in which out of 30 answers, only one was wrong. Mm. So funny. (laughs) Of course, even a slight examination of these questions will make it evident that they are intended rather to form a key to the tastes than to the characters of those who use them conscientiously. But nevertheless, however used, they're apt to give some idea of character. When, to quote instances already notorious, Napoleon III replied to the question, Who would you like to be? That he would gladly be his own grandson if it were possible. We know that the answer is a humbug. Then he knows it to be so. But is it not thoroughly characteristic of the man? And when the Prince of Wales asserts with charming impudence that his favorite occupation is improving his mind, We know that the reply is a piece of impertinent mockery, but is it not characteristic of the manner in which that serious and admirable young man throws impertinence and defiance in the teeth of the respectable and fastidious John Bull? 
We are not claiming too much for these questions in a psychological point of view when we assert that if seriously and thoughtfully treated, they will lead to very interesting psychological researches, nor, on the other hand, that if treated as a mere jest and pastime, they will prove an endless source of amusement. For the sake of variety and completeness, more questions have been given to this album than will ordinarily be found practicable to take time to answer. Each person should make a selection according to taste. To attempt to answer all may sometimes, may be sometimes found more tedious than entertaining. Mm. Then why did you add more questions to the questionnaire? Okay, food for thought. All right, so let's get to this. Let's see who we've got here. Some of the handwriting is really bad. So um, I, will, I, will choose the, I will select the ones with the best handwriting so I can read them. Um, so yeah, that's a note for the, for the books. You know, have good handwriting so people can read it later. So this one is a later entry. It is Hugh... T. Hamilton, Livonia, January 3rd, 1881. So this is all written with this kind of brownish ink. It could be walnut ink. It's really cool. Your favorite color, pink. Flower, lily. Tree, orange. Hour of the day, noon. Season of the year, summer. Favorite names, male and female. Norton and Gertie. Poets, Longfellow and Scots. Prose authors, Dickens. Character in romance, Evangeline, which I believe is actually written by Longfellow. In history, George Washington. What book not religious would you part with last? Arabian Nights. That's interesting that they put not religious in there. I guess they're like, don't put the Bible. It doesn't count. Where would you best like to live? At home. Your favorite occupation? Reading. The trait of character you most admire in man? Courage. In woman, it was left blank. Can you believe that? The trait you most detest in each? In man, weakness. In woman, boldness. Mm, mm, mm. If not yourself, who would you rather be? Hugh T. Hamilton. He'd basically just rather be himself. Your idea of happiness traveling of misery going to school the sublimest passion of human nature of which human nature <laughs> nature is capable left blank <laughs> the sweetest words in the world heaven and home the saddest death your motto go about your business okay Ugh, this hamilton this Hugh T. Hamilton, Livonia. Actually, Livonia is his town that he's from, excuse me. So Hugh T. Hamilton. Um, he seems a little basic. I'm just going to say it. He's basic. Um, and also has not much experience with women. He doesn't know them enough to... I mean, he has a very one-dimensional point of view of them, and he wants them to be helpless and weak, so... I'm more like a basic nerd. All right, let us find 
Okay, so this one is from a little earlier. This one is from A.D. Beach, Providence, I guess Providence, Rhode Island, September 1st, 1875. Your favorite color, true blue. Flower, forget-me-not. Tree, beach. Hour in the day, hour for dinner. Season of the year, mating season. Names and male and female, Ezekiel and Susan. Poets, Owen Meredith and Longfellow. Prose authors, Jane B. Fratium and Vos. Character in Romance. Dora Spenlow Copperfield. In History, Michelangelo. Now here's the cute thing. Instead of that being one word, like it's supposed to be, it's two words. I like that. What book, not religious, would you part with last? My pocket book. Where would you best like to live? In a home of my own. Your favorite occupation? Being teased and coaxed to tell something. The character, the trait of character you most admire in man. stick to in woman. Affectionateness. <laughs> I love it, I love it. The trait you most detest in each. In man, weak-mindedness. In woman, strong-mindedness. This must be a prevailing Victorian sentiment, isn't it? Especially since it's contradicting to the character that she admires in men, the women one. Because you have to be strong-minded to be stick to So I guess it's a prevailing, I'm going to chalk it up to prevailing Victorian modes. If not yourself, who would you rather be? Any other tall man. Love, your idea of happiness, love in a cottage, okay? And your idea of misery, extreme ignorance, the sublimest passion of which human nature is capable, also left blank. Isn't that interesting? Maybe maybe that question's a little too hairy for the Victorians. The sweetest words in the world, I love you, from a pretty girl the saddest. Goodbye, my darling. Your motto, pay your bets. Interesting. So I believe, at first I thought this person was from the womanly variety, but it turns out, I think they're from the male variety. Okay, let me find another one. All right, some of these handwritings are almost calligraphic. Um, Mr. Clifton B. Bull, Rochester, New York, December 8th, 1877. Your favorite color, sky blue. Flower, moss rose. Tree, the noble oak. Hour in the day, 12 o'clock midnight 
season of the year, no choice. Names male and female, Chaz and Natty. Poets, Longfellow and Shakespeare. Prose authors, Dickens and Sir Walter Scott. Wow, these guys must have been big. Like, I mean, I knew that they were popular, but... They really like all the, all the same authors. Character in romance, Knights of the, oh, Knight of the Ivanhoe. In history, George Washington. What book, not religious, would you part with last? Hand-tooken photography. Oh, handbook on photography, excuse me. Handbook on photography. Where would you best like to live, New York or Chicago? Your favorite occupation, writing shorthand. The trait or of character you admire most in a man, straightforwardness. In a woman, true frankness. All right. The trait you detest most in each, affectation and hypocrisy. If not yourself, who would you rather be? C.B. Bullrich, your idea of happiness. Plenty to wear and plenty of money, of misery, dead broke and with a bill to pay. The sublimest passion of which human nature is capable. Love, he actually answered the question. The sweetest words in the world, give it up. The saddest, straight, let's see, let's see, uh, bad handwriting here. I'm, ooh, okay. I might love free. <laughs> Your motto? Excelsior and Nihil Desperandum. Okay, so he's throwing a little Latin in there. Okay, so let's find another one. And this will be the last one, so bear with me as I look for a juicy opinion. Okay. I think we found a lady here. Okay, so we have Maggie May Lertney, Matt, excuse me, um, Maggie Mayo Lertney, interesting, July 1876, your favorite color, true blue. Flower, forget-me-not. Tree, oak. Hour in the day, 10, 11 p.m. Season of the year, summer. Names, male and female. Matthew and Frank, okay. Poets, I have none. Prose authors, Dickens, okay. Character in romance, Buffalo Bill. In history, not any. 
What book not religious would you part with last? A good novel. Where would you best like to live? In the best place. What's your favorite occupation? Eating. At a gal. The trait of character you most admire in a man. Um, let's see. The men's one is very hard to read. Peacefulness, it looks like. And in a woman, bravery. The trait you most detest in each, deceit. If not yourself, who would you rather be? A good fellow. Your idea of happiness. A lingly life. A singly life, I guess. Of misery. To live alone. Okay, so your idea of happiness must be lovingly, okay, lovingly life. This handwriting, she wrote her answers out really fast. The sublimest passion of which human nature is capable left blank. The sweetest words in the world, goodbye. The saddest, I will see you again. True, I have to agree. When somebody says that, you know it's done. Your motto, agree to disagree. She's charming. Okay, so there's not too... The owner of this... The original owner of this book didn't seem to have a lot of woman friends. Here's one, though. Okay, so here... This will be the last one. I think maybe I should do two more. Because they're, the one next to it is really good. So this is from Moira Gonzalez, December 23rd, 1877. Your favorite color, red. Your favorite flower, violet. Tree, drooping willow, hour in the day, sunset, season of the year, autumn. Favorite names, male and female, Minnie and William. Poets, Whittier. Prose, Emerson. Character in romance, Hilda. In history, Washington. What book not religious would you part with last? My pocket book. Where would you best like to live? Anywhere Jesus would want me to live. Okay. Your favorite occupation, praying. The trait of character you most admire in a man. Honesty. And in a woman, the same. The trait you most detest in each, deceit. If not yourself, who would you rather be? Somebody better than myself. Your idea of happiness, to know I am a child of God. Of misery, discontent. The sublimest passion of which human nature is capable. To love God with all the heart. The sweetest words in the world. Jesus, home, heaven. The saddest, too late. Your motto, nearer my God to thee. Oh, we have a holy roller, people. Uh, this definitely reminds me of some of the girls I grew up with at church. Um, they just, I don't know how they did it. They really... 
they were really into, they were really sincerely devoted. Gotta give them that. All right, so this here is the last one. This is H.K. Van Noyes. His handwriting, or their handwriting, is beautiful. I'm not sure who, if it's man or woman. It's dated 1875. Your favorite color, white. Flower, lily, tree, oak. Hour in the day, 2 o'clock a.m. All right. Season of the year, game season. Names, male and female, Peter, Harriet. Poets, Willis, Byron, Jasper. Prose authors, Scott and Hugh Miller. Character in romance, Agnes Copperfield. In history, Abraham Lincoln. What book not religious would you part with last? Spelling book. Where would you best like to live? On somebody's front porch. Your favorite occupation, doing nothing. The trait of character you most admire in man, courage. In, in woman, fidelity in misfortune. Mm. The trait you most detest in each, treachery and frivolity. If not yourself, who would you rather be? Someone else. Your idea of happiness, contentment. Of misery, friendless and without stamps. The sublimest passion of which human nature is capable, mercy. The sweetest words in the world, sweet, sweeter, and sweetest. The saddest, you needn't come to see me anymore. Ouch. Your motto, never say die. Wow, I like this Van Noyes character. Wow. I mean, I could just keep reading these, but I've got, I've really got to get on that walk and I'm excited about today and I hope that you guys find some renewed excitement in the week as well thank you for listening to this podcast and for listening to the mental photographs I just love the Victorians um I don't really know how I would have survived in the Victorian world um I think I've discussed or speculated what my life would be like, but I think that they're a lot like us. I think as human beings, we are a lot like us. You know what I mean? Um, If they had the technology, they would be all over social media all day long because they were constantly passing notes to each other. They had all these, you know, books of sentiments and quotes they would carry around, kind of like memes, you know, and... The mental photographs is a lot like my space to me. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful day and keep on keeping on. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.